You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Unfortunately, we've run out of time today. Whatever it means for you in your club, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. For five minutes, bro. Start the podcast. It's already started, you idiot. <laughs> Welcome no, to episode 81. Really Welcome to episode 81 of the We'll Talk About That Later podcast. It's a podcast about football uh, and opinions, mostly wrong opinions. Uh, depends on who you ask. Uh yeah, I'm here with with the well I'm Junior, one of your presenters, hosts, whatever you want to call it. And I'm here with my other uh usual hosts, presenters, whatever you want to call it. So I'll start with Tanya. I feel like you always start with me now. I've noticed that. I started with Mark last week. I don't know what you're talking no, about. No, you started with me. You started with me, don't lie. I started with Mark at one point. Anyway. <laughs> Besides the point, I'm I'm here, people. If you want to hear more Spurs rants, then then keep <laughs> listening. Keep listening. Uh, Tanya, I feel like your podcast tour came to an end, and you haven't been on on quite the the run. Oh, oh don't worry, it's picking up again. I got I've got a show booked on Thursday, Friday. <laughs> it, it's picking. Up. I was on the midnight show on Sunday on the football terrace as oh, okay. well. I I was so. asleep, so. Oh, no, well. there, there you go. There you go. Easy for you to plug them here, but you don't plug us over there, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? I do. Stop that. Do you know what we need to do? We need to, because those shows are are like um, they show the people. We need to get Tanya a WTATL um, t-shirt so that she, uh, <laughs> she wears that every podcast, so they know which team. Oh, she I'd love for. it. <laughs> <laughs> or a hoodie. She likes hoodies. We'll get on it. I love hoodies. Yeah. Um, Cool, and I'll go next to because because you always ask the button. We'll go to Mister Abdi. Yeah. You talk about me, but you're the king of waffling, bro. So, <laughs> genius is seven, never... seventy-five words for one sentence, bro. I never ever said <laughs> I'm good. Thank you... you. How are you, Tanya? And how are you, Mark? <laughs> I never said he waffled. I just said he butts in. Anyway, uh, mm. Mark, you good? 
I'm good, my man. I can tell you two are going to be on that on that yeah, type of vibe. So I'm, I'm ready for this one. I'm looking no, forward. For to the this first time, this is not me who's initiated. I'm not Junior, doing anything since we since <laughs> I logged onto this thing. Junior's been going at me. Yeah, you guys can attest to that. <laughs> no, he. I said something, and he goes, "Oh my god, episode eight, one, man! I can't wait, man!" No, no. Look, look, look. I logged in yeah, and I was talking to Mark and he goes, uh, Junior, don't talk if your camera's not on. Already. Not even hello. How are you been? How was your day at work? <laughs> this guy. So anyway, episode yeah. one. Uh, yeah, how were your bank holiday weekends? Mom on. Absolutely amazing. I just had loads of... Um, cho- Actually, I didn't have any chocolate, you know. I can't believe it. Eastbound, I didn't have any chocolate. I know. No, that's actually a disgrace. That's, that's a actually phrase. poor from you, to be fair. <laughs> that's poor. Do you know what it is? Spurs put me off. Put me off. <laughs> they ruined my whole Easter that I didn't even have any chocolate. But you know there was a Friday and a Saturday. True. <laughs> I still didn't have chocolate. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, anyone else with an uh, interesting Saturday or Sunday? Oh, uh, what did you do, Abdi? Was you the Easter bunny? <laughs> We don't start talking about football in 30 seconds. <laughs> Can you imagine I'm seeing a bunny out? 27. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's actually counting. 25, um, 24. Mark? Uh... Yeah, yeah. You know what? It's just started snowing, funnily enough. Um, but I'm here. <laughs> um, my, my bank holiday weekend was good, thank you, in, in, um, in a general sense. And football-wise, it was also good. Um, which, which yeah, probably, I <laughs> yeah, but we'll touch on that. That that was that was my interesting part to the Saturday, the eight o'clock kickoff. Um, yeah, good weekend. No, obviously the 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 sad thing is is that it's now Tuesday and the weekend's finished, but that means we're here here and we're recording. That's true. Hello, Hello Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for that, man. Well, I'm such a hater. You. We've we've kind of alluded to it, so might as well just you know get over and done with skin the cat, whatever the sayings are, and uh, just talk about it. So... I think we should let Mark go first, so we can get all of that nonsense out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Nah, I, I'm not here. I'm not here to go, but I, I I had my piece. I had my fun. Um, I thought let me talk about Liverpool first. Um, I thought it's the best I've seen us. Certainly mm. off the ball for a long time. Um, we pressured you. We didn't give you much time on the ball. Uh, and we made you play a certain way, I felt, from the get-go. We set precedent and you kind of fell into our trap. Um, but you made it too easy for us, is the, the general theme that I'm going to go with here. I thought, Arteta, and we'll talk about this, and I want to hear your thoughts and opinions, but I thought Arteta set you guys up with a hint of Simeone um, from minute zero. There was nothing from you guys, no attacking intent. Um, and I felt like you were set up just to soak up and absorb pressure, uh, which is not what I expected mm. at all. Um, and final comment for me really is just the difference that it has and it makes to us having Fabinho in midfield is yeah. unbelievable. He really does make player. us tick. What a player. And it's bringing the best out of Thiago as well. We're seeing a really yeah. good Thiago recently. Um mm. But yeah, I mean, we won 3-0. It could have been more. Um, let's be honest. I, I'm more in, interested to hear about how you felt the game went from an Arsenal perspective. Because obviously, you know, we, we can speak about Jota and how good he was off the bench. And Salah looked really sharp again. Firmino looked good in patches. 
it was it was the best I've seen us for a long time. We were well oiled, but I, I actually want to hear from you guys. Like, what what is it now for Arsenal? Well, honestly, mate, I'm telling you, <laughs> go on, Abdi, go on. I'll let you speak. You see how she piped up? I said she's she's the Arsenal representative. <laughs> no, but I was just gonna say, <laughs> if I was ready. an Arsenal fan, <laughs> I would not be trusting the process. Sorry, I mean, I I will, okay. Last week, let me. Let I wouldn't me, be trusting it. Let me let me try and on track then with maybe some of your thoughts because do you think it was fair for me to say that Arteta set you up with a hint of Simeone because that's mm. the vibe I got I was watching the game and it's the vibe I got from the Arsenal team particularly in the first half an hour yeah I mean um, I, I don't see, I don't think it's unfair at all I think um, just from my perspective watching that game every aspect whether it be how we set up the selections the, the way we played, uh, the approach from every, the effort from every player, the quality from every player was terrible. Like from the manager, from the substitutes, from the starting eleven, the way we approached the game, everything was terrible. It was Liverpool were very good, but they didn't even need to be very good. Hence why we ended up losing three mm-hmm. 0 It could possibly have been six 0 So the gap was very wide. Liverpool were on the, mm-hmm. on the on the end of being very 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 good, and we were horrific. So that's why we look like we're in two different leagues. From I, I've said it, there's nothing different from what I've said most of the season, to be honest. It's been a disaster of a season. We've lost 12 times. We're 10th in the league. We have terrible players. We have a manager who's obsessed with very, very average players. And we have um, a team that are, that are completely up and down when it comes to confidence and, and performing. Um, I said before the game, I absolutely I hate it so much when I message someone and I'm 100% right about what happens. I said at the beginning of the game, I said, I'm not sure about the selection of Chambers and Holden on the right-hand side. Mane mm. could exploit it. The first minute Mane turned Holden and he's running at Chambers. And I was like, I absolutely hate being right. Jota's coming on. I was like, he will score. I literally text my friend Jota yeah. will score. A minute later, Jota comes on, s- scores, and also in between that holding in chambers, right hand side, proving me right. Um, Arteta, the, the, all of the people who say stuff like last week when you had that big conversation about trust the process, all of the credits to Arteta, Barwin in the FA Cup. There, there's nothing concrete. It's all fantasy. It's all hope. It's all just saying, mm. we hope he's going to come good or uh, trust the process and all these nice stuff. There's nothing concrete like to suggest that Arteta is support. Like, you know, we're going in the right direction. What? Look at the facts. Like I said, he's obs- his player selection is poor. His, his, his talent identification is poor. The, the preference in the players he likes is poor like his in-game management how when have you ever seen Arteta mm-hmm. make a substitution and that player go and rescue or win the game for us rarely ever since he's been here mm-hmm. and then when you look yeah. at the approach as well how on earth could you be in the Premier League and not press at all one time against one of the best especially against one mm-hmm. of the best teams in the league where you know for a time uh, for a period of time you're going to be out, out of possession and you don't press at all and then his his substitution as well they came on, made no difference. He didn't make the right substitutions either. Mm. Why are you giving Martinelli 10 minutes here and there? Like, how do you expect anyone, let that. alone a young player who's coming back from injury, to get any sort of form or confidence or rhythm back when you just give him 10 minutes when we're in a losing position? You're just setting him up to fail. And I've spoken about the Maitland-Niles and Saliba situations where we have twats like holding in the team. And we, it comes to something <laughs> where, you're, where, where you're really 
pining to have Louise and, and Xhaka back in the team, you know? That's, it doesn't show... Yeah. And people say, oh, you see what happened when Xhaka doesn't play. No, it's not a testament of how good Xhaka is. It's a testament of how bad a situation we're in, you know? And the fact that we ha- mm. they're holding in Sobios and they don't have any of the profiles we need. So I d- for that game specifically, I was disgusted. I messaged Junior and I said, it might, might get ugly on the podcast on Tuesday because... Yes, it was. It was one of the worst performances we've had, and I keep and I and I hate the fact that I've been saying that so many times this season. Way- I think you're spitting absolute facts, Abdi. I can't lie because even me, right? I I actually thought Arsenal had a chance of winning this game, and I know that sounds crazy, but every time I watch Arsenal, like there's certain games where I feel like you do gift teams the goals, and you don't you don't try, and I think that's the most frustrating thing. Mm. And players like Abamyang, look, I don't want to just blame Abamyang, but you've got to look at Abamyang, man. He's meant to be the talisman. He's meant to be the captain. My guy thought wearing wearing a headband and getting a new hairdo would give him superpowers. Oh, some of the like, memes, man. I mean, he is. Someone said about. I don't Aubameyang. know what's happened to him. The one that got me the most, yes, because you know how everyone's been saying he's got the Travis Scott look. Yeah, someone said I'm the lowest in the room. Lowest in the room. Oh my god! Someone. There was one. But he didn't bring good. on Martinelli. That's the problem no, he, as well. Like you said, he did, but for ten minutes, where he kind of, as Abdi said, to kind of, I think you're spot on with that, um, with the way you put it in terms of Martinelli and not yeah. necessarily purposefully saying I'm going to set you up to fail, but the way he's using him is certainly setting him up to fail. I think. Um, I've got a quick question then. Just, just very quickly, um, because what I saw from Arsenal on Saturday. I'm being dead serious. It was actually scary almost because yeah. you got to think as a, as a 26 year old myself, uh, looking back at some of the Arsenal teams that I've grown up yeah. uh, witnessing and some of the football that they've played, that might actually be the first time that I have sat there personally and watched Arsenal and thought that that, that identity is gone. Yeah. Does it's that gone. does that worry you? Yeah, definitely. I mean... Or 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 do you see like because we went through a phase in 2011, et cetera, where it was completely gone, dead and buried. And here we are mm. 10 years later, champions of England. Obviously, it's not a, it's an, it's a very long and hard process. But what like what is your vision? What would your vision be for Arsenal moving forward? Junior? Okay, so uh, Abdi <laughs> and Tanya, please do not interrupt me. I beg you. Please do not interrupt okay, me. Okay, I'll try my best. I'll try my best. Okay. Right. So whenever there's a manager change from... I'm talking from Wenger, uh, where you've had a manager for 24 years or, or however long it is, and you've had that whole process. Um, the process after that is always going to be a tough one. People who thought that, for example, Emery or that Arteta was going to bring instant success are complete idiots, in my opinion, and shouldn't, you know, shouldn't be allowed to voice their opinions because like, it doesn't make sense. So we got rid of Emery. And I said this uh, briefly last week. And then we, we brought in Arteta. Arteta has, no, has had no managerial experience before the Arsenal manager job. He was number two for Pep, blah, blah, blah. So we bring in Arteta. And <clears throat> Arsenal have a lot of rubbish at the club. Like a lot of rubbish. <clears throat> you can't expect in a pandemic... To and Abdi's going to say the same old things. I know, I know, but I just just want to get to what Mark's question was. Um, 
you can't get rid of 24 players and bring 24 new players in. As Tanya has expressed with Tottenham as well, you can't do it. We have too much crap and a lot of crap that people, other people don't want. So we had to get people out on loans. We had to cancel contracts, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I <clears throat> don't trust the players. I said before, and Abdi disagree with me, Aubameyang has had a terrible, disgusting season. And Abdi and I had that little altercation. Aubameyang has been nowhere near what he was last season. And so therefore, I think it's been an awful, atrocious season. And he isn't the same Aubameyang this season. So when your best players aren't performing, it doesn't help. The manager can set up how many other ways he, he, he wants. And we were crying out for Aubameyang to play up top. Aubameyang played up top. Aubameyang didn't score. He scored the hat-trick against Leeds. He scored against Benfica, fair enough. But in the league, he doesn't do much. And it's every now and again. Um, so I do blame Arteta because the best, the, the, the best victories we've had, Leicester City, uh, Spurs uh, and Chelsea, Aubameyang and Lacazette did not play together. Mm, it was one or the other. That. And in my opinion, I think it needs to be one or the other. Even though I don't even... I said this after the Liverpool game. Uh, the first Liverpool game. That Lacazette isn't good enough to lead the line at Arsenal. He's not good enough. I said that after the first game against Liverpool this season. And Abdi was like, no, you can't say that. It's three goals in three games. But here we are. It's April and I'm saying the same thing. If you think Lacazette is good enough to lead the line at Arsenal, you need a brain transplant now. Book it in. <laughs> Forget your COVID vaccine. Go get your brain transplant. <laughs> so that's the issue. If you don't play Lacazette, you play Aubameyang. If you don't play Aubameyang, you don't want to play either of them. You have Enketiah. He doesn't obviously trust Martinelli. It doesn't make sense. Um, the Saliba situation, God knows what happens there. I don't know where we go with holding. I don't know why he keeps playing. David Luiz has obviously had knee surgery or whatever surgery he's had. But if you look through the whole team, you've got about eight players there that you could actually trust. The rest of them are garbage. Maitland Niles doesn't want to play right back. He said at the middle of last season, I don't want to play right back. Arteta came in, convinced him to play right back. He played right back. This season, we didn't sell him and he was going to play more games. But it's obvious he doesn't. He wants to play centre midfield. And Cahill was making the point last week on the podcast. Oh, trust him in centre midfield. I do not trust that guy in centre midfield. I don't care. If he was in the midfield alongside Partey on s Saturday, it would have been the same story. He is. I like Maitland Niles as a right back. But I don't think Maitland now the penny hasn't dropped for Maitland Niles that he's a right back. He wants to be a centre midfield. So when you have players who... Like Adi was saying, oh, why, you know, just play. He doesn't want to play. You can't play a player whose desire isn't there. Like to play in that position, he's not going to give you everything. And so that's why I think moving on to the trust the process, it's a stupid hashtag um, that people are using to, to you know, it, it was the same thing with the Wenger out. It's like you can't have an opinion. It becomes a hashtag and everyone kind of bands around it and it becomes um, a divisive um, mechanism between fan bases because me and Abdi we can agree that we support Arsenal and we want the best for Arsenal but if we disagree on the fact that maybe we want to see Arteta go forward or we don't want to see Arteta go forward then we can't we, you, then we're against each other 
But I don't. I see it like that. We both want the best for Arsenal. He just disagrees that Arteta is the guy to go forward. So I don't think I'm a trust the process guy. Mm. I'm just trying to see it realistically in that you can't change managers every every other day when it convenes you. And then, you know, you want to build something. Look at Man United and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. For, for whatever reason, you, you might not think that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is the best person for to take Man United forward. But it's a process that they're going through. Getting rid of Deadwood, even though um, their transfer policy is a bit all over the place. But it's about getting rid of certain type of player that were there and bringing in a different kind of quality of player, even though they flopped this season with, you know, their transfer selection, all that kind of stuff. But I can see what they want to do. They may not be executing it, but they, they're backing Oli. They're building something around Oli. And with Arsenal, Arsenal fans expected to come out of Wenger. Boom. We're going to be successful. Emery, he's going to bring us to Europa League. Bruv, Emery is not Wenger. I think everyone is now starting to see like what a good job, what a decent job Wenger was doing with the crap he had to stay 20 plus years in in the Champions League. Bro, we made the Champions League with Shamak, with Bentner, with Scalacci, with Jujuru or however you say his name, Kalishi and them man. (laughs) We were constantly in the Champions League. So... That's why I look at this performance on Saturday and Mark said, oh, we set traps for you. Mark, you didn't need to set traps. You could have been in second gear and we wouldn't have created anything. It was an abomination. But that's because Arteta got it wrong with way, the way he set up the team. Seems but like I he gets tr- it wrong quite often though. And I don't trust those players. All of those, like... <coughs> Arteta, I Arteta trust, trust those players though. I don't trust those players. You're better than 10th, Junior. Exactly. You're better than 10th. I don't and care. The Oli, and, the, just... and the Ollie point is... Kind no, of... we're not better than 10th. And the point, you, not, the, point, not, sorry, the point you made about Ollie. I didn't even finish, but okay. Cool. But I just, the point you made about Ollie is kind of a moot point because Man United have clearly have higher ambitions, hence why the Man United, the, 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 the fans are upset about it. Arsenal, it seems... Like, Mark, when you, to answer the question initially was about identity. The issue with Arsenal now is the type of players we have and accepting this mediocrity is typical of Arsenal identity now. No, it's not accepting mediocrity. It is. We it's are about... accepting mediocrity. No, you, we you are. Have we to are under... accepting mediocrity. You How are you not accepting? No, I don't it. accept mediocrity. Okay, why is Arteta giving contracts to Holding and El Nenny and, and Okay, Dabin so Luis if you actually say? ask a question and then let the uh, other person speak, you, that's, how a, question, that's how a conversation works. That's how I say nothing. No, how did I say nothing? Go on, go on, answer the question. You, you, you run your mouth and you say, oh, he doesn't do this and he doesn't do that and he doesn't do that. But tell me, a, give a solution then. Who are you going to play instead of... You take out... You only have Partey because you don't like Onani and you don't like Xhaka and you don't like Ceballos. Who's going to play next to Partey? You. Are you going to jump in middle? Or are no, you going to... That doesn't answer the question you, you, you of why he's giving... You bring up all the negatives, but you have zero solutions. Am I being, paid, go, am I being paid to ask those fact. questions? Am I no, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm talking about solutions, and you're going. You just talked about ten minutes, and you didn't say nothing. What solutions? What solutions? Like, bro, I didn't. I was just. I was just talking. Yeah, I was saying where we need to go. Kind of like what the whole post Wenger should look like, and what fans should actually understand that is going to happen, and not expect to be second, third, or whatever. Like, we have to go through a massive just transformation. You changed, Man United didn't drop to tenth, did they? When the yeah, Bergie left, you but, know. Just because you change your manager doesn't mean we should wait for five years to rebuild to get yeah. to an acceptable level. So we spent five years out of the Champions League, you know. So I just think you're you're misunderstanding because they had Van Gaal, Mourinho, and Ole. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, they've all had previous manager experience. Ole's is a bit questionable. Arteta has no manager experience before Arsenal, so what do you want? I just think right. he's obviously a big friend. Yeah, but you Let, let's move on. You were the one crying for Arteta on. from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, my opinion changed. Yeah, that's a nice, nice story. So anyway, uh, the first game of the weekend was uh, Chelsea versus <laughs> um, West Brom, which provided a shock um, around the football world. I, I definitely wasn't expecting it, especially as uh, Thomas Tuchel hadn't lost a game yet mm. under um, as Chelsea manager. Um, the red card had a lot to do with it. Thiago Silva got two sendings off. Um and and it ended up 5-2 to West Brom. Uh, big three points for West Brom. Uh, what do you guys think? Well, firstly, let me just say that has just blown the top four race wide open. That result single-handedly blown it all open, in my opinion. It's given um, the likes of Liverpool, Tottenham, West Ham, all of these clubs who are in that mix, but maybe not in the top four currently, has given everyone a bit of a boost, I think. And then obviously we've had um, a few other results go the way of Liverpool this weekend. We'll get on to them. Um, but yeah, it was a big shock. What else can you say? I mean, I went into that game expecting a, a nice, easy 3-0 stroll in the park for Chelsea, to be very honest with you. They've barely conceded under Tuchel. They've looked good. They've looked strong. Um, and you can see a, a big improvement in the way that they're playing football, but it just all came apart, didn't it, on Saturday? And West Brom took advantage. Chelsea went down to 10 men, and and that, there goes the story. It, it was 5-2, and, and it actually could have been more. It probably should have been think, more, to be fair. I think it's a blip result, though. I think any Chelsea fans calling for Tuchel's head, which I have to admit, I, I saw it on Twitter, and I, I, I can't believe uh, it. You that, know, it's... I don't know who's, who would even... <laughs> It's crazy, honestly. See, it's, this is why mad. this is why Lampard was trending at one point. I'm nah, telling you, but, which but is, this is crazy. This is get Lampard back, please. Yeah, go on, get Lampard it, back. This is this is why you can't go on Twitter for these things. I just this no, is like the whole Twitter is toxic. First thing. It's uh, very toxic. Football, football it is. Twitter is really it is. toxic. Honestly, awful. You give anyone look, an opinion, I... anyone um, a platform with an opinion, and they'll they'll just say whatever comes to their mind or how they feel. I was just going to say, though, I, I agree with you, Mark. I think that result definitely changes a lot of things. I know you mentioned Spurs. But just to be clear, we're, we're out of that conversation. I also feel no, like... absolutely not. No, no, no. We're, we are, we're done. But I also feel like it, if, if Chelsea don't get top four, it is an interesting one because they have spent a lot of money and it makes me think, you know, are these, are these players as good as, as they thought they were? I mean... Chelsea fans seem to think, because I, I spoke to Ardian this week, um, big up Ardian, Chelsea fan. He seems to think that if they do get Kane or Haaland, they're going to win the Prem. And I said, I don't think so. I genuinely feel like they have players in that team that I think they need to potentially get rid of. I think they need another defender. And I think as P's done out here, I don't, Alonso, I'm not too sure about. You know, I, I just think Chelsea. I think Tuchel's done a great job so far, but it remains to be seen whether they are actually going to be challenging for the league. I don't know. Yeah, well, let let's be let's be clear. First of all, they spent a lot of money in summer. They spent eighty million on Havertz. They spent fifty million on Werner. Crazy, forty million man. on Chilwell. And when they did that, everyone said the minimum we should be expecting from Chelsea after that outlay yeah. is at least fighting for the title. 
yeah. obviously we didn't see that. So I think the question about are they good enough is is fair. I think in Havertz's case, I'm not too sure. It, big money mm-hmm. signing. Um, I think if he went to any other team, he would have held a lot more scrutiny than he has. Yeah. But um, age is on his side. Um, I mean, I don't even think he's 21 yet. So he's got time. But that 80 million needs to be repaid back <laughs> soon enough. And if I was a Chelsea fan, I'd be itching for a bit of Havertz. It was, it um, was 93 million. Ninety-three. Ninety-three. That is insane, man. It's I do. Insane. I do think is it the, um, the, the is it we need to pump the brakes a little bit. I do think, like I said, I do, yeah. do think it's a freak result because one, he's been in for, what fourteen games unbeaten, and this is the first time where like he's had any. Yeah. Sort of, they were leading until, until yeah, the, until the red card, you know. So mm. I do think obviously it, it was a bit of a shock going from one like one nil up red card and then. You lose five two is a bit is a bit of a free result. They like you know you can't let West Brom of all teams score five goals, <laughs> but um, I do think it was heavily influenced by the red card. To which, which oh yeah, fair, he should have got earlier anyway. If, so. Yeah, well, if Chelsea had eleven men on the pitch, I think we'd be talking like I said earlier more about more a smooth two three nil and yeah. and, um, and I, Chelsea win. And I also think that because Tuchel um, didn't. Um, start the season with Chelsea and it was Frank Lampard I think if it had been too cool I think Chelsea would be a lot higher up the table in my opinion um, mm. with the players that they do have and you do forget that earlier in the season we were, we were praising Chelsea for the depth that they have that they could po- potentially play two first 11s that would be quite decent in the Premier League for a Premier League team um, in terms of like whether they get a, a striker and they win the league I don't know it's to be seen um, mm. what what they do and how they play moving forward uh, whether they can even get those two names that you mentioned Tanya is, is also another thing because uh, sn- City and Barcelona and Real Madrid would definitely be sniffing around yeah. Harland and if Kane's on the market then definitely as well no chance um, he's going Chelsea but let's praise <laughs> let's praise West Brom um, yes mm-hmm. down in the bottom low in confidence and you know we talk about them being uh, Chelsea being down to 10 men, but they did have the lead and it could, and we have mm. seen Chelsea play with like 80% possession and suffocate teams. And they could have done or attempted to do something similar, but credit West Brom, as soon as Chelsea went down to 10 men, they changed it really quickly and it was 2-1 and then Chelsea were cha- uh, chasing the game and kind of mm. played into West Brom's hands a little bit. Um, Matty Pereira, sensational and i have this little uh fact so uh callum robinson uh who plays for west brom has scored five premier league goals and all five <laughs> yeah. of them have been against chelsea that's right yeah, there's crazy. another one as well i think west brom have scored around about 33 percent of the goals that chelsea have conceded in the league this season have come from west brom <laughs> yeah i think because it, it was eight. uh it's eight yes yeah, eight yeah crazy man um but that doesn't change anything about also um, West right? West Brom have scored have scored um, twenty five goals this season and twelve of them have come from Mateus Pereira so seven goals five mm. assists so he's clearly their man their main man yeah I'd I'd be very very surprised if they go down and he doesn't get that move nah he would definitely get moved I but, do think um, they're going down though they're ten points off off safety so. yeah yeah cool that was the Definitely. question I had cool let's let's move on. Um, Another relegation, at this point, relegation fodder. Uh, Sheffield United played Leeds. Um, if Sheffield United had any hopes of 
climbing out of that bottom three. They would have needed to scrap for three points there. It didn't come. Uh, Leeds win again. And comfortably mid-table Leeds. Yeah, which, which is actually... I mean, I know Bielsa has had his critics this season, which actually is a bit weird to me. Um, because it's not often you get uh, a promoted team come up and try and play football the right way and get results doing that. And here they are sitting safely with no worries of relegation whatsoever. Um, and I think he's now got the second highest win rate percentage of any Leeds manager in history. So it, it shows why they love him so much over there. Um, but yeah, Leeds looks set and ready for another season of Premier League football next year. Uh, probably... And and Sheffield United are goners. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Um, I'm sure that um, he will try and keep some of the lone players he has, like Harrison, who come from um, Man City and that. But interesting to see where he ends up. Yeah, Tanya? I wanted to know, because I wanted to mention, I saw something about Sheffield United and then potentially targeting John Terry as the manager. What would you guys think of John Terry as manager at Sheffield United? Do you think that would be a uh, good appointment? I, I, and I would what style you. of football would, do you think he would play? I would, jo- I would join you in the hatred for Sheffield United. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I'd hate them even more. I'd be like saying, Chris Wilder, come back, literally. It's difficult It's to... difficult to know about what style of football he played because it's not like, you know, for example, when Arteta was at Man City, he was, he was, there was a lot of credit that came towards him about helping players, but we've not really heard much about how John Terry has helped. Yeah, it's true. And also, he is a defender as well, so mm. naturally you'd expect him to probably play a little bit defensive, more defensive. Yeah, but I guess you, you can look at the where he's at the coaching staff at Villa this season. They don't exactly play defensive football, but yeah. I would I would assume you're correct, Abdi. He's probably there to but, provide but that. That being said, Villa, Villa has been a lot more stronger at the back as well. Like, yeah. exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, Interesting to see. Uh, any other points on Leeds and Sheffield United? No. Mark shaking his head voraciously. Uh, let's move on. Uh, the next game was um, Leicester desperately want to be in the Champions League next season, as do like 18 other teams. Um, but they came up against Man City, um, who are literally running away with the league. Uh, so what did you guys think before the game? Did you think like that Leicester were? I tell, um, yeah, I tell you what I thought. I thought that we would see Leicester at least give City a game mm. at a very minimum. I thought that because Leicester have proven that they're a good footballing team, um, but it was so far from that. It was practically a training match for City, and I and I don't say that lightly. It was really really easy for City. Yeah, I agree. Uh, anyone else? I... I, I didn't expect Leicester to win, I'll be honest. I just think there's a golfing class. And that's no disrespect to Leicester. I think Leicester have been brilliant this season and they deserve to be where they are. But Man City, come on. You know, they deserve to be the champions. They they are amazing. What, what, I don't even know what to say about City, man. They just, I, I get jealous of City. I wish I was... I'm not going to say I wish I was a City fan. I wish my team say, played you know Man City. Because yeah. everyone seems to think that I'm a City fan, you know. Like, every time I big them up on um, when I go on the football terrace, everyone's like, oh, she's a, she's a closet City fan. But it's just, I admire what they do. I admire Pep. I admire their squad. Do you know what I mean? That sounds like, and, it sounds um, like a City And big up to... Um... No, I'm not, I'm not a City fan. <laughs> I do, I big do, up to Aguero. I do find it a bit... I know we, we, we've talked about this 
like previously, but I do find it odd to admire the City squad when it was built with so much. Money. I don't care. I don't. Do you know what? I don't care. I wish that was Tottenham. I actually, it's got to the point now where I would love a rich owner to come to Spurs and make us a winning team. I actually don't care at this point because look at what they're doing. They can win the quadruple. Quadruple. What about all that blood money though? Well, I know, I yeah, know, but unfortunately, care. that is that is how that's how football is now, isn't it? Yeah, but that's... I don't want I don't want to partake. I think, uh... I think the the thing going into that game, yeah, was um, we all expected a more competitive game. One because Leicester at home, it had good for me, and actually has been in great form as well. City, yeah. we all know they're sort of we all, we all are expecting just waiting for them to be confirmed as champions. So there's a possibility that they might go easy a little bit. But and also um the thing that really would concern me from a Leicester point of view going into that game was uh well not Leicester point of view from Man City point of view is that the, he made so many changes. So he went in with, with Walker, Laporte, Mendy, Fernandinho, mm. um and Aguero who haven't played quite a lot. Like all those players haven't played so many times in the season as well. So and you look at yeah. what was on the bench as well. So there's always a possibility and he went with two defensive midfielders. He went with Rodri and Fernandinho. And he played mm-hmm. with Gabriel Jesus on the wing. So his, his selections, his, a lot of people in fantasy probably were upset because his selections are baffling sometimes. But what, yeah, what's the most impressive thing is that regardless of who plays, the style is still the same. There's not a let up yeah. in performance as well. Um, I thought the Mendy goal was really clever. It was very... Oh, like lovely. It was like a striker's finish because we know whenever anyone who's super left-footed like he is, when they cut in, you expect a massive swing of the right foot. But he almost stabbed yeah. it like a striker and, and then Cashman Strykel didn't have like the opportunity to react and then obviously the goal a good well finish. later on as well was very good as well and then um, Sterling did well to cut back and pass it to Jesus who slotted in yeah the KDB oh, so Abdi uh, on the agenda you've written that um, is Aguero done out as a question yeah the reason I said um, that, no the reason I said no, it no listen the reason I Go said on. it is because I was watching that game and that's what I'm scared he might be because he's a PL, he's a Premier League great, isn't it? And he's obviously Man City's probably best ever player. And so the way he the way he was playing in that game, he didn't look sharp at all. And I know he's had loads of injuries and it's difficult to be sharp, but he doesn't look that much of a threat. And he got mm. hooked off as well. So I don't know. I feel like I think even we we do it quite a bit on this podcast is where we forget that players it takes a while to get back yeah exactly to recover Mm. and get back to because you think like premier league football is like the highest form of football and stuff so Mm. you can't just like miss the whole season and then jump in and like automatically be firing on all cylinders i do i mean some players can but i feel like some players need a bit of time especially aguero who's who's now a bit on in age and that kind of thing it does take a while uh, um, on Aguero, like something has come out um, today that he would come to Spurs even if we are in Europa. And I'm telling you, I would take Aguero, Aguero and Kane. Listen, I'd no. take it. I don't care. Do I'm you not think it, that Aguero would be there to replace Kane? No, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, actually, I've got a quick question for you. Then let's let's I'd just call him. it Aguero Roulette. Because we know he's leaving hey. this summer. <laughs> I know. We know he's leaving this summer, but I, I want to know where you guys each think he'll actually end up. And in which league as well. I, I genuinely think he's gonna end up at Chelsea. Because you know what? I was, yeah, I, was Chelsea, I feel I feel like Chelsea are gonna miss out on Kane and Haaland and Aguero's gonna be the the easy option to go for. Wow, in that's interesting. 
How old is I've seen some. I've seen some reports. Um, he's he is uh, not young. Let's just say that in terms of footballing. Okay. I didn't realise that. Forty eight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I also think he might end up in PSG because they've got like. Oh. Do you think? They've got who? Um, what's it? Moise Keane up front. Mbappe. Well, and, no, but they also have Icardi. You know. Yeah, but Aguero's better than Icardi, isn't he? So, and also that I mean, might just be Icardi yeah. will just be his backup, I guess. But um. Wow, you're would you saying, take him at Arsenal? You're saying, would you take uh, him at Arsenal? I, I, said, I, I said yes, but after this game, I'll be a bit worried. And also, plus, we've got too many players here, yeah, well into their thirties, that we're giving massive contracts. Yeah, to true. Wait till they're absolutely sense. washed yeah. up to, to continue. Yeah, we need to stop being the Premier League retiring home. Yeah. Honestly, um, <laughs> um, but, but I yes. <laughs> um, preview to the Champions League. I know we didn't do a preview for Liverpool. We'll 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 um, scroll back along. No same for shouldn't have made it the spotlight again <laughs> um, uh, Abdi's put an interesting question here Harland audition um, what do you guys think I think yes. it is yeah. there's a high possibility he could end up there um, oh no, no. <laughs> I, 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 let me just I'm against that with every fire bar anything that is even anything that's all right, I'm just against that with <laughs> anything possible. Mark, I think I, it's I think happening. That would, I'll be honest, I don't think it would be... Well, I think it would be good for the Premier League in terms of boosting the profile. You've got him and Mbappe will be the big things for the next decade, you could say, but yeah. it would be bad for the Premier League as well because City are already too good and you add Haaland to that, it's, it's just disgusting. Um, I do think it. it's a high possibility that he'll... Either end up at Man City or Barcelona, um, but what or I was going to say is, I mean, yeah, I think there's a higher chance he I mean, ends yeah. up at Real than Barcelona. Yeah. yeah, fair. Uh, sorry, what did you say? No, I was just saying, can they afford him though? Like, I, got... I don't think Barcelona can, but you know what? For, yeah, they'll, Barcelona. They'll they'll definitely loan us some money or something. Yeah, um, that's true. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. 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 Backed out here. <laughs> <laughs> now, what I was going to ask, uh, well, not ask, uh, basically on, on Abdi's Haaland audition thing, um, we did see something similar a few years ago with uh, 18-year-old or 17-year-old Mbappe rolling up to the Etihad and uh, winning with Monaco and taking them to the semi-final. So we could see something similar. I We all hope no one wants to see no. Man City mm. win the Champions League. Well, I don't think yeah. Dortmund are let's, good let's enough, be... man. What, they're, yeah, they lost yeah. to Eintracht yeah, Frankfurt on was... the weekend. They're seven points off top. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, but the the thing is, is that Dortmund aren't. Yeah, let's be honest. Dortmund aren't a, a match for City, but Haaland is a match winner. So yeah. that's that's where that's where the interesting story lies and, for me. They could do Jade, it. I don't know, but it, as well, people forget about him as well. He yeah. might come. Yeah. He's injured. He's, He's injured. injured. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. Um, but what I was going to say is, like, Mark, on your match winner point, Haaland's probably going to have to score four or five <laughs> to match to yeah, match win true. this one. I wouldn't rule it out. Uh, fair. Hmm. That's a fair assessment as well. Okay, let's move on uh, to probably one of the most uh, topsy-turvy games of the uh, weekend. Southampton versus Burnley. Well, maybe not topsy-turvy. It was a good comeback from Southampton, to be fair. Um, Burnley strolled into a quick 2-0 lead. And then Southampton... Uh, clawed it back before half time, two two, and then got the winner in the second half. What did you guys think? Well, it desperately needed from Southampton's point of view. Yep. First of all, 
Um, and from Burnley's point of view, it's just it's really unlike them, isn't it? It's, it's typical Burnley. If they go one or two nil up, it's shut up, shot, yeah. and hold on to that clean sheet or do everything you can to do so. So, yeah, it's just an interesting one. But but for Southampton, very much needed because they were falling closer and closer into that kind of battle down at the bottom of the table. So, mm. yeah, I think Southampton would come away from that one, please. Good to see Danny Ings back on the pitch and scoring again. Yeah. Um, be interested to see what type of form he hits because he'll have his mind on the Euros as well. Yeah. But also, Southampton will have one eye on the semi-final um, in the FA Cup against Leicester. Mm. It's a massive game for them. Um, I was going to mm-hmm. ask, Mark kind of alluded to it. Um, do you think that that win kind of cements Southampton's, like, they they were kind of flirting with the idea of relegation. Do you think that kind of cements it now, they're safe kind of thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Mainly because definitely. Of the teams down there are, are, are terrible. They, they don't have the they don't have yeah. ability to get all those points too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I I just think the last spot is is just a straight shootout between Fulham and Newcastle, and I don't think anyone else is in too much trouble, honestly. Okay, mm. so not even Burnley, who are just seven points off. No, nope. it's too much. Not it's at too all. Much. They'll be fine. Cool, yeah. cool. Um, so uh, someone mentioned Ings. Um, Abdi's put an interesting question here. Uh, where do you think he ranks amongst the top strikers in the league? Hmm. A, a, fit, a fit Danny Ings a fit Danny Ings Abdi can we can we flip that one back on you I'm interested to hear it's because honestly because <laughs> um, uh, at the weekend when he because that goal was fantastic like I just loved everything about it and just the way he was playing as yeah. well um, rude he, a lot of things a lot of time people just think he's a poacher uh, run off the back kind of yeah. similar, similar to a Jamie Vardy type striker but he can actually play with the back to goal and he comes and drops deeps and plays balls over the top especially when he's got good runners off the ball like Redmond and Che Adams and Walcott guys who can run off the ball so he can turn him sort, sort of playing a similar style to Harry Kane but obviously not at the same level so the reason I asked that question is because um, I asked Junior and then asked another Arsenal fan that that um, I know would you take him instead of like because instead of Lacazette for me it was was a no-brainer obviously I'd definitely take Ings over Lacazette because I'm tired of him yes do you know what that could work you lot need to go for Ings Ings is 28 and he said he wants to move to like a I don't know a a team in Europe who knows we're going to get Europe but I mean just a higher profile team so the reason I ask is where you rank him is because I'm I'm still like 100 I'm not 100% sure whether whether he is someone we should get but um, I'm only am I am I just saying it because he's really good, or am I just saying it because what we have is terrible? So I think you're saying it because uh, what we have is terrible. Yeah, well maybe. But, but, but the reason but I, Ings is really good. Been consistent for the last two or three years. No, so. no yeah. Ings is really good. I don't want to take anything away from Ings, but I don't think if we want to get to where you're talking about yeah. getting to, I don't think Ings is the answer. I don't, answer, think, I don't think you get um, linked with Man City that easily, you know. Man City were. Mm. I don't well, know I, if that was true altogether. I, I there's a hundred. I think hundred percent Man City were looking in his direction. I don't. Mm, Ings I is back against top teams in the league, you know. So. Ings doesn't. Yeah, I, second fiddle though. I don't. I don't know if he's a starter for that City team. No. I'm, yeah. No. Of course, I don't think they they would bring him into outright start. But I'm actually with Abdi uh, in a sense that if I was an Arsenal fan, I'd definitely be in favour of him yeah. being in the line, um, particularly I if would. he could stay fit. Because I think if he stays fit over the course of a 38-game Premier League season, you're looking at a minimum 15 goals, which is a good good outlay for, but that's ifs for and a buts, striker bro. in the league. And it is ifs and buts, but you, 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 you kind of never know until... Yeah. 
<laughs> Shout out him so much. Um, but um, I lost my train of thought there. I, I just think, I think he's a quality player, and I think the, the simply the only reason he didn't actually make it at Liverpool was because of how unfortunate he was with injuries. I think given another crack at a top team, I genuinely think he'd do really well. I mean, I really like Ings. I think um, everything that Abdi said was was true, and I think even more than that, not just his ability to play with his back to goal, but he gets involved in the build-up of play as well. You see does, him come yeah. deep um, and, he, and he, he helps hold up play and he spreads the play and he gets people involved. And that's, he's very, very good. It was just whether, he, you know, Arsenal in the position that we kind of are needing to get back to in the right direction. I'm thinking we need, instead of 15 plus goals, I'm thinking we need 20 plus goals in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But who, like, who gets? Who does get yeah. you that guaranteed twenty goals? I a mean, season? I thought it was a Bamiyang, but what do I know? Yeah, man, he's better than Kane. Twenty goals in multiple seasons in a row, but not this season. Yeah, yeah. you got the only. I think the only people guaranteed, not guaranteed, but who can do it season after season, and it's proven is at the moment is Kane and Salah. That's it. Say, say that again. Say it, that again. It, who? Who? But it's true. Really and going for that three months, I'm, I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying that I'm saying that to show you to not to show you I'm saying that I was to say that it's not easy yeah. to find someone oh, who's scoring twenty plus goals. One hundred percent. Very very. At the moment, Man City don't even have that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and I, where I'm coming from is is me talking about what I want, not what yeah. is realistic at this moment. So uh, would you? Is it like? Is it not veer away from the goals for a sec? Would you actually like a different type of player up there? I want someone more like. I like his profile. I think Salah and Kane are kind of explosive, you know. They they have something that they'll win you a game from nothing. They Like Mark has said multiple times on the podcast, at Arsenal, there's no one who will grab a, um, the game by the scruff of the neck and take Arsenal through. To be fair, game. arguably, for in this game against Burnley, Ings arguably did that, man. I saw him like take the ball and you know mm. he he set up one goal. He was involved in the other one. He scored one. Just the way he was playing as well, like it was just very like forceful and trying to lead um, Southampton. He just and, and the thing is as well, he plays with minimal, minimal, very, very minimal creativity. You know, it's a side that is just very based on four four two, and is a lot of it is based is down to the hard work of him and Che Adams up front. You know, so. I think he's a very underrated striker. I wouldn't put him as like the like the he's not he's not Kane, he's not Salah, he's not Aguero's peak, Aubameyang's peak. Because I don't think he's that level. But you know, when you talk about guys like DCL and Pitt, oh yeah, for definitely. Example, he would be in that. You know. Yeah, he's better than DCL, one hundred percent. All right, I love you, DCL. But yeah, anyway, moving on <laughs> to um, the second Sunday game, which saw Spurs visit. St. James's Park and what was a game build that Spurs could climb back into the top four um Tanya just um tell us what you what you made of the game you know what I I don't want to tell you what I made of the game Junior because I just sound (laughs) the same every single week I'm sorry but it's actually laughable at this point Every time we have the chance to capitalise, we fail. And I, I, I'm, I'm fed up. I'm fed up of this whole debate 
it's just Jose, not the players, versus it's it's the players, not Jose. It's it's both for me. And we are in a very similar situation to Arsenal, I think, because as much as I don't agree with Jose Mourinho being appointed as the manager, I don't think he's the manager going forward. Our players are whack. Let's have it right. They're absolutely whack. And I think the main issue that we have at this football club is that mentality. It is honestly rotten. It's rotten. Because I'm sorry, you don't come to a... You don't play a team like Newcastle who have been in poor form. They're fighting relegation. They didn't have Callum Wilson. They didn't have St. Maximan. You know, they've got a poor manager and allow them to have 22 shots. Yeah. My guy, Joe Linton, scored again. Again. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. And I'm, I'm sorry. What I've, what I've seen from rival fans and some Spurs fans is belittle our squad. I know some players in our team are bad. The Sanchez's, the Dyers, right? The Davises, the Winks. But let's have it right. Is our team terrible? We've got some very, very good players in this team. We've arguably got, you know, we've got a world-class striker in Harry Kane. We've got Son. We've got Bale. That's a front three that a lot of teams would love to have, believe me. But I, do, I don't want to keep blaming the defence all the time because I actually feel like our midfield at times. I don't know. It's a bit of a concern. I feel like Ndombele, I do rate. And the Celtics, so I feel like he's been injury prone. I don't want to be too harsh on him, but we're getting overrunning midfield as well, man. Like Hoybier, I thought was good. He was breaking up play. He does that very well. But I just, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what to say anymore. He, I just he think... Um, Hoybjerg was kind of at fault for the first one, along with um, yeah, he was. Sanchez, wasn't he? He was. And, and Sanchez, Calamity Sanchez, that's the perfect name for him. How many times do I have to keep saying it about this guy, man? He's an absolute <laughs> joke. He's a so, clown. Um, so Why does Jose... Can I just... Let me yeah, just have yeah. this say on, on Jose, right? Because the game, look, it ended 2-2. Credit to Newcastle. I think they deserved the win. If they actually had a proper striker up front, they would have beaten us. Mm. But, you know, it's just typical Tottenham, isn't it? Joe Linton, he scores. Flipping Joe Willock from <laughs> Arsenal, the reject, comes and scores. It's typical, man. It's absolutely typical. But... What I will say, we reacted um, very quickly in the first half. We came back and I thought, right, it's 2-1. But I'm telling you, every single Spurs fan knew it was going to be 2-2. Mm -hmm. Because, again, the approach, why are we... I just, I don't know. I, do you know what? I'd love to get you guys' thoughts on it from the outside looking in. Because you know my stance. I say it every week. The manager ain't good enough. The defence is shocking. And I'm sick of this. I'm absolutely sick of it, mate. I just can't be asked. I can't be asked. Um, I can't be asked. I think... You you made some very valid uh, arguments there. Um, I I do think it's um, I, it's hard to pinpoint what happens with Spurs because, uh, like you it said, is. your your team isn't it's not horrible, but there are some brainless people in the in the starting <laughs> eleven that kind of always lead to the same. It's kind of like Arsenal. We have um, a few brainless people that always give up a chance and. Yeah. Teams tend to capitalize, but when you when you when you say, you know, Newcastle had twenty two shots on goal, that's unacceptable. Come on, that's not right. That's not right, and I'm sorry, we shouldn't accept it. And that's the sorry, thing. Sorry, you sorry. know, what, say that again. Newcastle they had twenty two shots. I'll be yeah. Newcastle. I'll be very honest. Yeah. I would be. I would be shocked if we went into a game with City. I'd be upset if they had twenty two shots. So. Um, no, no. Let alone Newcastle. Newcastle. Jose needs to be in hand. <laughs> and I'm, do you know what? With Jose, right? Listen, 
I honestly, when he first got appointed, I wasn't keen on the idea, but I will back any manager that comes in, right? And I actually felt that he would have taken his time away from management to reflect, to have new ideas and, and not be this same manager that constantly singles out players. And I was an idiot. I mean, the Toby Alderweireld situation, I don't know if you guys have heard about this. He, he stone-faced lied and said that he didn't turn up for training. Him and Aurea, they were late and they weren't um, ready to have a COVID test. There's pictures of Toby in training on the Wednesday. He's even liked the tweet. Someone quote tweeted it saying, Toby's clearly in training. He liked the tweet. How is Toby going to feel? He is the best centre-back at this football club. Regardless of him not, not being the player that he was when, when he had um, Vertonghen as his partner, he's better than Davinson Sanchez. I just don't... This is why I don't get Jose Mourinho for me. I don't know if he's trying to prove a point to the board, but Sanchez shouldn't be anywhere near this team, as far as I'm concerned. And I, I'm just sick of it. It's negative. The fan base is toxic. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think top four's done now as well. I know people keep saying mathematically it's still there. It's not there. I don't trust this team. And Kane, listen, I think he should go. I actually want him to go now. And that sounds terrible, but I want better for this guy. He, right, he don't deserve to be in this team because if it weren't for him, God knows, Newcastle could have beat us 4-0. <laughs> I'm telling you. How many times have I got to say it? You know what? That... that... That leads me quite nicely onto a question that I thought about earlier, Tanya. Um, and it's about Harry yeah. Kane. And, and I actually just want to get your opinion. Is is he literally the only positive thing at Tottenham Hotspur at this current moment that you can think of? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, he's definitely the best player at the football club. There's no doubt about that. And I look, maybe you could argue without him... While we a mediocre team, possibly, but I do still feel like we've got players in this team that Jose should be doing a lot better with. I think the tools are actually there. I just the defense does let us down. But look, Harry Kane is mm. he he is second to none. I mean, he's top goal scorer at the moment, and I do have to agree with a lot of what pundits are saying, what rival fans are saying. He does deserve to be winning trophies because I would hate. For him to, to be like another Matt Letizia, you know, I don't want that for him. He needs to be winning trophies. And look, if it, it I don't want him to go to another club, I don't. But it's just, I, I just, it's embarrassing, man. I, I can't have a player like him be at Tottenham, man. I just can't. He's not going to win nothing. He's not going to win anything. And this board, don't get me started on this board, honestly. That's... Why are we recruiting Jose in the first place? Why? It's what... never going to work, in my opinion. It's just. Well, Tanya, to kind of like counter what you're saying, um, if Jose Mourinho was here, he probably would say something along the lines of what he said at the weekend, which was um, the reporter asked him, how come uh, your teams in the past have been able to see out games and your Spurs team can't? And he responded with, uh, same coach, different players. What do you no, say to that? that is That's bullshit. I'm cut, sorry. It's bullshit. Well, it's not the same coach. It's an expired version. And, <laughs> and, exactly. And also, he said at the start, I remember there's a quote, People, someone put up a quote at the same time saying um, about how he said he's happy with the players he's got. He just wants to add a few here and there. So, no. I'm just <sighs> fed up. I, I don't, I don't, for me, 
I, I just think since Jose's come to the club, I have to be honest, I, I, I feel completely disconnected from it. I, I don't have any passion for the team. And mm. I feel like that is what Jose does, unfortunately. You know, he saw it at United. Fans were just unhappy. It's toxic. That He breeds toxicity. He does. Mm. It's just, it is what it is, man. Yeah. I it's think, it is. is it, because it's, bar, barring Ericsson and Vertonghen, it's pretty much a very similar squad to the one that got you to the Champions League final. I, so, I don't know. Well, the talent is obviously there and, and the players can can win games. They've, they've proven it. They've, they've come through the all the way into the Champions League final. And you qualified for the Champions League in for successive years for, for I don't know how long it was, three yeah. years in a row, four years in a row, which which isn't easy. So the, the talent in that squad is there. It is, but he's not, so, improved, yeah, he's not improved any players, though. And the thing is, I have to question, actually, I know we've got to move on. Last point. I have to question Ledley King for me. I don't know what he's doing on the training ground, but you have to... I know there's this thing, are, are players uncoachable? But I'm sorry, Sanchez, like, you've seen these mistakes week in, week out. What is happening on that training pitch? Surely you, you can try and coach these mistakes out of the players. There's I, only I just, so much you can do, though, Tans. I mean, if I don't players, know, man. Players, what, you know, he's, know. He's working with Sanchez is difficult enough, you know. I imagine Ledley King, he gets a headache every time watching him try <laughs> to head away a ball. As well, so uh, I think it's a selection issue. Sanchez shouldn't be starting. So yeah, I think it's it's one of those things that you can only, like Abdi said, there's only so much you can coach, and and then it comes down to the decision making on the pitch, um, and then what players do is what they do. Let's, let's move on. I hate this club, man. Let's let's move on. Let's move on. So North London woes. This podcast is just a support group, man. Yeah, well, trust me, I'm sick of it, man. I want to come on here and and talk about Spurs playing brilliantly, but it's the same thing. Literally, just listen. listen to every single podcast episode. I sound like yeah. a madwoman every so, single I bloody exa- week. I feel exactly the yeah. same. I say the same I mean, yeah, I, I hate, I hate talking. I even hate, I hate like um, disagreeing with Abdi and stuff. Like, I just want us to win, and we can. What have our clubs done to us? But let's let's. Do you want to hug, Junior? Yeah, please. <laughs> I need to cry. What about me? I need a hug uh, too. A group hug, group hug. Before group Mark, hug. Before, before Mark comes back. We're such um, man. All three of us. Just yeah, <laughs> because uh, we can't talk around like this around Mark because you know he's the only gleeful one in the group. Honestly. Um, but let's move on. But let's move on before uh, before Mark hears us cry. Uh, so yeah, Aston Villa versus Fulham was the next game of the weekend, and I I feel like it presented a massive opportunity for Fulham, particularly uh, because Grealish isn't available still for Aston Villa, and you kind of look at it as a maybe opportunity missed as. They led the whole... Well, they led in the second oh. half, but they led until like the last 10 minutes and then they kind of crumbled. That, yeah, that was a, that was a, a, a capitulation. Yeah. I mean, th- that first goal though, Mitrovic's goal, what the hell was Mings doing, man? It was like, <laughs> oh my God. And then, I asked that question and in the agenda, I said, would you go for Mings or Konsa? Because... Konsa. Konsa is just consistent. Yeah. He always does his job. There's no errors. He's, he's, he's always reliable, whereas Mings, he's, he's shooing for the England squad. And I feel like it's just because he's tall and, and left-footed. I think also it's because Mings has a, a, a bigger profile um, in the media and Konza is less talked about. Like, uh, Konza goes way under the radar. Like you said, he's just consistent. He doesn't do anything mm. out of um, yeah. the ordinary. Whereas Mings, he's, you know, when Grealish isn't there, he's Villa's captain, he's... 
Um, he's outspoken on certain issues that we've seen and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I feel like he has a bigger profile and therefore gets more attention than Konza. No, it's a big profile, you know. He made up for it though. This to country, be fair, isn't it? this country is just obsessed with profiles. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um, what do you say? He to made me? up for the mistake. He made up for the mistake with that yeah. lovely little assist. I yeah, can't lie. It's, it's that was assist, cheeky. You forget that Mings, <laughs> Mings used to be a left back in it. So yeah, true. Yeah, I did hear that actually. So yeah, that's true. But um, you know, also Trezeguet. Oh, go on, Junior. Oh, no, go on. Sorry, go on. No, I was gonna. No, no, no. Actually, you go. You go because you're going into the game. I'm moving too far ahead. Okay. Um. Yeah. So Trezeguet hadn't. He had been uh, injured. Um. And then he came back recently. And then uh, you know, without Grealish, Villa have kind of struggled to score. So, um, I guess for Villa fans, they'll be happy that. Another player other than um, Grealish is is bagging the goals. Um, Trezeguet, and again, it's you know it's either him or what's the other winger they have? Watkins, El Ghazi, El Ghazi. Oh, well, uh, yeah, to be fair to Watkins, to be fair to Watkins, yeah, Watkins is the top well. scorer, not Grealish. No, I, I was talking about more the wide areas because if ah, Mings okay. doesn't, if um, not Mings, if Watkins doesn't get goals, uh, the rest of the team kind of lack goals mm. other yeah, than because was the one who um when he stepped up i think it was when barkley got injured yeah he, he was yeah. bagging he was bagging all the goals as well and bertrand trier who was the main in the team because he was helping out with creating chances as well so mm. trezeguet sort of he started off the season playing and especially last season as well he played a lot especially towards the end of the last season as well so it was interesting that now they brought him back into the team and he's the one bagging goals as well yeah el dropped down to the to, to the bench and yeah it was two good goals really good goals um yeah because El Ghazi Mate. in December or December January times, yeah, El Ghazi yeah. had five goals in four five games. Five goals in five games. Yeah, he was one of yeah. the players. He was the candidate for player of the month. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, go on, Tanya. No, I was just gonna say, it makes me sad that Aston Villa and Fulham play better football than Spurs, <laughs> Arsenal. I can't lie to you. I watch them. I'm like, listen, they they play brilliantly. But one thing I wanted to say on Fulham, I'm a bit concerned now. I, I feel like there are. They're a team that I, I feel like they play great football. They've got some really good players, but they're just not getting the results, you know? I yeah. don't know. I fear for them a little bit. I'm looking at their next three games. They've got to play Wolves next, and they've got Arsenal, and they've got Chelsea, and then they've got Burnley, Southampton, Man United. It's not a good run. No, but... run. With, with Fulham, sorry, Junior. With, with no, Fulham, um, almost... Apart from the, the two or three teams around them, all the other games are going to be difficult for them, whether they're yeah. home or away. Yeah, know? it's true. And yeah. what I will say mm. is... They just need to pray that they are within three points of Newcastle by the end of the season because their last game of the season is Newcastle. It's going to go down to the wire. So I'm, ho- I'm hoping and I think every... Well, I don't want to say that because then it makes me you know, sound like I'm, I want Newcastle to go down or whatever. But um, Fulham fans will be hoping that they can you know, just stay... They just need to stay in the fight because if they're there or thereabouts and then... You, you beat Newcastle on the final day. You don't want to say, oh, we missed out by a point. You want to, you know, mm. but um, it's all ifs and buts again. Um, shout out to those guys. Next game was um, Man United versus Brighton. And... Uh, there's, there's another team who plays better than Tottenham and Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, literally, honestly, like... But the, yeah. only, the only thing is, is that we talk about teams that play better than Arsenal and Tottenham. They don't score, though. Um, they're... they're Goal mm. record is is quite bad for the chances that they create, um, but they did take the lead and they led for a while. Um, My boy Wobbs, that guy, 
that guy scored. Big up. <laughs> but then, as it does who so it? often, who was it? Sorry, who was the who was it who put the cross in for Welbs? That was a hell of a cross. It was Mopay. Yeah. Um. Abdi's boy as well. Abdi and I love how you lot that, in it. He, he's not my boy. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, Brian, Brian should just go down then, I guess. <laughs> um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say, but uh, as it so often seems to go wrong for Brighton, they ended up losing the game, though playing well, and they had that um, chance that was cleared off the line as well. Um, yeah, it's just crazy, but Man United win. I- but I think they should have got a penalty. Oh, yeah, mm. yeah. I think they should have as well. And also, I don't know, like, I'm going to talk about United fans, yeah, because... Go on. Like, I was watching a football territory, and I know you guys probably don't watch much of it, yeah, but I can't believe some Man United fans are angry. Like, I actually don't get it, guys. I know that United have high expectations because of the history. I get it. But I'm sorry, if I was second, I would not be this this angry like i get it they they're not happy that the performances aren't great but if you're getting the results on the board what is the beef like i would love to be in that position i think i I think i think the beef is that man united are the bridesmaid and never the bride that's the beef for man united fans (laughs) they always get there or thereabouts and then it's like they lose the semi-final they come second but then it's a second where they're 1700 points off top and it's never mm. like it's never convincing. They're never in a title race. It's just they. It's just they came second. It's like that season Arsenal weren't in the title race against Leicester. It was Tottenham and Leicester, but Arsenal yeah. came second. It's like we just we just got there. It's yeah, not, it's I, not I think also as well. Yeah, you're, you're right. And then not actually succeeding, doing anything like in terms of winning or anything like that. But like I think what what hurts them most of all, you did say Tanya that they have high expectations, high ambitions, but yeah. you also forget that they were top early this season as well. Yes. Yeah, they true. were in the tire race and look how far behind they are now as well. They're fourteen points off. So yeah. I mean, they've got a right to be upset, you know, because and also on top of that, how much money have they spent in these cars? Yeah. yeah, it's true. But but they've bought some uh, come on. <laughs> I We've all said it, fam. Maguire, he's not the one. If you're buying Maguire for eighty million, you could have bought other defenders. And for example, uh, probably not a good example because we lost three 0 But Gabriel was bought for twenty three million, and it's probably and he's probably a better investment than Maguire. Um, <clears throat> other teams have bought defenders as well, who are probably better investments than Maguire. So, yeah, you bought again. We go back to the high profile. Maguire has a high profile. Oh, let's get Maguire. But everything that they bought him for, I don't see it. The playing out from the back, the 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 confidence, the he's a he's a leader and all this. I don't see it. I get he, he's better. He plays better with Bailly though, and that's where you kind of do have to blame Oli a little bit. Like I don't know why he loves Lindelof. Yeah, but he paid eighty million for I... a centre back. He can't really be focusing on oh, he he needs a good partner. You I... Should... <laughs> I know that's what people keep saying. Mm. It's like it's like saying oh Van Dijk, Van Dijk, we pay him seventy five million. We need to buy Ramos to play next to him. Yeah, <laughs> come on, but, it, no, does, it does help not, though. It does. No, you're, no, you're right. Oh, but Tanya. You right there because Van Dyke is the good partner. It doesn't matter who's next to him. Harry Maguire should be exactly. the good defender, Lindelof, and it shouldn't matter should be who's next better, to him. And yeah. you have to ask why is Bay a better partner for Maguire <laughs> than Lindelof? It's because he has pace and he can recover from Maguire's mistakes. Yeah, that's but the honesty. To be fair to Maguire, I know, I know. Yeah, shock coming from me, but. Um, <laughs> 
lost May Night haven't been conceding a lot recently. Yeah, I've had that kept yeah. a lot of cliches. And the thing is with Maguire, we talk about him all the time, but he does have the basics that are good. Of course, like, don't uh, get me yeah, there's, yeah. there's there's no denying he's, it's just he's, he's a good he's, centre back. He's he's so immobile and turns like a fridge <laughs> and all that stuff. And the <laughs> thing the thing that I think is unfair for Maguire is that Man United signed him for eighty million. Yeah, I think yeah. Because yeah, he's not an help. 80 million player. Like, if he was signed under the radar, 20 million, and he's in Man United squad, no one bats an eye, and actually Maguire gets praised. Yeah, but it's Daniel, the fact Daniel, that he... Daniel James is 20 mil. We all know he's, to- he's tosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, let's move on. Um, shout, shout out to um, England forwards, Rashford and Greenwood, winning the game for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, big, yeah. big finish from, uh, from Rashford as well. That was a quality goal yeah Cavani know... listen stunk the place out by the way oh, oh, I thought you were directing at me listen stunk the place out yeah I look, well, it looks like he's just going to do the one season and be off to I think, yeah, I think I'll so. be reading about River Plate or something um, Gremio, in one of his dreams uh, and Gre- <laughs> 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 um, but yeah on, on the on the note of Maguire I know Gremio. we did skim past it briefly but I don't know how on earth that wasn't given as a penal well bet. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't. I really don't, considering it went to VAR and, and you know, people had a look at that. There's er- everything well, about that so screams penalty to me. Just what people get so frustrated with the, with the Premier League referees. And those. What's, what's, how can you look at that and not see a referee? And also, every week. About, just quickly talking about referees. Yeah, just quickly talking about referees. Did you see the haircut of the guy in... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, what was man, man went for the worst type of fade... High top. Nah, don't ever call that a fade, bro. That was just that was just a slab of concrete. I don't know, concrete. That was, that, that, that was a bowl cut. That was a bowl cut. Was... <laughs> All right, uh, enough. Um, bless that referee. Let's move on. Uh, the next game. Uh, let's try and uh, wrap this one up quickly. There, it wasn't very eventful, but I do have a question. Um, so Everton versus Crystal Palace finished one-one. Um, Bashiwai finally scored a goal in his life and it was in the last minutes of the game. But I have a question about Richarlison. Um, we, we have spoken about him on this podcast and we're kind of like, well, I don't know. I feel like we're, we're all collectively, we think he's okay and we think yeah. he's got potential, but is potential enough when you've been bought for 50 million and mm. your club needs you to, to do better in these, oppor- like, Richarlison misses mm-hmm. a lot of opportunities. Yeah, yeah. listen, I, I'm I've not been one to hide the fact that I just don't like him. Yeah, um, but that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't get in the way of me. Tackle, First man. of all, a... <laughs> no, but aside from that, like, it's not even just that like, these things happen. I just don't I don't know I just don't like him. But um, it's easy for me to admit he's a good player. But actually, that's where I think the ball stops with him. I just think he's good. And that's Do you it think he me. was overhyped um, because of his no, good start I, at Watford? Maybe, but I don't know. I, I I haven't seen anything from him that screams anything other than just good. And don't get me wrong, good isn't bad. Yeah, but good for me is just probably kind of that Everton level. Uh, okay, uh, follow up question mark. Um, since you're in the mood to be honest, uh, overrated. Is he um, I mean, it depends on what aspect you come from. Uh, I don't think he gets enough goals, so I think that that side of his game mm. is definitely overrated. Um, mm. And I don't think we had a conversation about players not really grabbing the game by the scuff of the neck. 
I don't think he does that often enough either. But he is still yeah. young. I wouldn't call him overrated. I wouldn't. I don't. I don't know what the general view out there is. But no, but I'm uh, asking for Mark's maybe, view. Mark's maybe. View. I think potentially rated slightly higher than he should be, but overrated. So that is overrated. <laughs> overrated, yeah. Slightly but overrated. He's, he's, got, he's got age on his side. That's the thing. That's why. That's I, a fair point. I say point. these things is is that I, I, I don't to... think he's that guy. But again, he's he does show promise, and he has got certainly got qualities all all over. That's yeah, fair I, I agree. He does have quality, but I do think like he's got better every year than at Everton. Um, let's not what, do you mean? Do you mean overall? Do you mean overall, mm. or do you fit? Or, or are you talking about numbers? Like what? Oh what yeah, okay, yeah. Obviously, he's not getting enough numbers, but I do think like if you think about what he was, he was so raw when he first came to Everton. I know they played a lot of money for him, it, it, even more raw when he was at Watford. But Everton have had a couple of managers since he's been there, since he's under Angelotti. Angelotti trusts him. I love his profile. Every single aspect of his profile, like he's got, he's got. Pace, he's he's tricky. Mm. He's, he's 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 a lively forward. I've seen him give Arsenal bad day countless times. E- Chelsea, every single time players against Chelsea, he rips them to pieces. Tottenham, we saw what he did against them in the cup, the five four game. Yeah. Don't remind me. Mm. No, but uh, just quickly, I'd be sorry to cut in, but uh, that's the thing. He has those games under his belt, but too often he also goes missing and doesn't impact mm. the game in any way. Because we've seen loads of players have good games. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, across the season. But what makes the difference is, is if you have those players who are have those games consistently, that's when they, you know... I feel like he's got a good partnership up. with Calvert-Lewin. Um, he obviously, he's not the main man in terms of goals. Calvert-Lewin is. Yeah. And, um, so Calvert-Lewin what's his role then? He's like a, almost like a second striker in the 4-4-2 they play. He can play left with um, Hammers dropping out onto the right. Um, I think he can play in front. I think he's a very talented player. Obviously, I feel like the goals will come. We still forget he's 24 as well. And strikers, forwards, they sort of peak a little bit late into the career unless you're mm. a young phenomenon like Mbappe or something. So we'll see. But I think Everton fans will be happy with him. And I feel like he will he will keep continuing to improve. All right. Uh, does anyone have anything they want to say about the game? 1-1. Uh, nothing other than uh, is a massive chance to miss for Everton in terms of getting three points mm. on the board and, and pushing for top four because they're in that I didn't mention them earlier actually but they're definitely in the race too Damn. I mean they've still got a, they've got a game in hand if they won yesterday and the game in hand they would have been in the top four that's yeah. why I say they, yeah. they, they'll be massively disappointed they'll know that they'll know that um, now so on that mark, let's talk about a team that did win yesterday and did make oh, the top four. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> that, that's San, that's Tanya grumbling. Uh, she's displeased with the Do top four. You know four. what? I feel like I'm in a nightmare. Like, <laughs> how on earth are West Ham top four? And I don't want to be disrespectful because I think they deserve to be where they are because I think David Moyes has done an exceptional job. We keep saying it. Mm-hmm. And I think their players, I think what it is with West Ham, they play well as a team. And and that's the key. I feel like when you look at teams like like Tottenham, for example, that I think we rely a lot on individual performances, but them as a team collectively, they want to play for the manager. And Jesse Lingard, that's one thing I want to say. I've been watching compilations of this guy all day. And honestly, <laughs> like... I feel like such a fool for disrespecting Jesse Lingard, a fellow St. Vincent brother. I want to <laughs> apologise because 
I, I think we should have signed him. This guy Say was honestly yesterday. We should have signed Jesse Lingard. <laughs> I repeat. <laughs> what a player, man. I have to say, like, that game, he, he absolutely bossed it. The thing this guy was doing, I was like, yo, is that Jesse Lingard? Jay Ling. Like the thing in the corner for Bowen's goal. I think it's oh, oh yeah, just, just his goal itself. Yeah, was, I mean, yeah, that was, goal. Um, Oh um, my he's god. Always, he's always he's always had that. He's a good, he can carry the ball well, but one of the biggest strengths he has, not for that goal specifically, is he's a, he's so good off the ball. He just makes the yeah, so, he is. dangerous runs. Not only just it's true for his own for his own chances, but also for his play his teammates as well. So it's true, yeah. Um so what, what you know, just on Jesse Lingard what do you think his next move should be? Because obviously we we, we talk about like um, player profiles. His profile has risen massively yeah. since January, since his, his move. And this is a player who was literally was getting like one game every three months at Man United. And now he's looking like one of the bright sparks of what could be England's yeah. Euros. Like, he could be, like, sneaking into the Euros team. Oh, he's definitely on the plane for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah. What, what do we think his next move is? Do you go back to United, or do you seek no. him uh, to be the main guy? Not. Absolutely No, not. he, he should stay at West Ham. I would, yeah, exactly. I would do everything I, in my power to make sure, if I was Lingard, I'd make sure I'd stay at West Ham. Because he's not yeah. the only... Because you think about it, look at who's in this position at Man United, Bruno Fernandes, and Bruno has got that... That team, that's his team, you know, it's not Ole's team, that's his team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lingard, he's enjoying this football, he's playing under a manager that looks like he trusts him. He's now working his way back into the England setup after two years out. Uh, what is the point to go back in my night and sit on the bench? You know, and yeah. Yeah, no. if he's going to play, he's only going to, his best position is that Bruno position. So if he went to my United, he's, he would only play in a different position where he's not as effective. Yeah. I completely yeah. agree. I, I think. If I'm him, I'm pushing for West Ham. They've given him the platform. Yeah. He clearly enjoys playing football there and he's given the license to mm. play football exactly how he likes to. I think another team that would be a good fit for him is is maybe a Leicester. Um, I could see him slotting Ooh. into that team and actually um, potentially that. improving that team. Over but Madison. If I, if, if I am, well, the thing is, is that if you're Leicester now, what you want to be doing is actually building on the position you're in and actually strengthening that squad. So I don't think it would be an over. I just think it would be have them both playing no, when the time's right. Just drop Madison deeper and drop Tielemans. It's easy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, if, I, if I'm Jesse Lingard, I'm doing everything in my power to stay at West Ham. All right. So, okay. Yeah. So for right now, let's say that you guys are Jesse Lingard, yeah? For right now, you're at West Ham, blah, blah, blah. Let's say the summer comes, you have a really good Euros. And off the back of that, Let's say England get to a semi-final and you've been instrumental in that kind of run. You've you now Man United want to keep you, but also not just West Ham, but other big clubs want to sign you too. Do you still then stick with West Ham or do you look for better options at bigger mm, clubs? It, it is a difficult one because I feel like that could maybe complicate things because Naturally, players, their heads turn. When they get the attention from big clubs, it, it, it influences them. You know, they, they get tempted by it. But I don't know. It depends who those clubs are that come in for him, I think. And it depends on whether he will be a starting player or if he'll be on the bench. I think it will depend. But as of right now, 
I, I agree with what Abdi and Mark were saying. I think he should stay at West Ham. He absolutely loves it there. Him and Declan Rice are always having a laugh outside the dressing room. He seems happy. And, you know, at Man United, he weren't happy. So I just think mm. sometimes the grass isn't always greener. And I, I, I worry that he might fall away again if he, if he gets tempted by that big move and thinks, right, I'm uh, good to enough be fair, now. Though, to be fair, though, in, in terms of a big move, like I can't see many other yeah, big Yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Who would come in? And him? also, West Ham are in the top four now, isn't it? So who knows what happens? They've got eight games. Exactly. Even getting, in, even getting into Europe is a successful season. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And can I just quickly say as well that credit to West Ham because when I saw the news um, about Declan Rice being out for what looks yeah. like maybe a month, Forget that. I honestly, I honestly thought that they would. Um, I, I really, I really like Declan Rice, but I honestly thought that they would, they would feel his loss. Um, but they played, they they came out and played some good football against Wolves even without him. So yeah, can credit I ask to West a question? Ham. Can I ask a question about West Ham, guys? What do you put them being top four down to? Do you actually think that we've underestimated the quality of their players? Or do you just think David Moyes mm. is coaching them properly? Because I don't know. I asked myself, is their squad, is their players better than, than some Tottenham players? Arsenal players? I agree with you so 100% what, I mean. what you said. What it... At the start of talking about this game, you said they look like a team. Every single aspect, mm. like... They defend like a team. They attack. The way they were breaking yesterday on Wolves was just amazing. Like, and um, a lot of their players, like I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't take any a lot of their players. Like, obviously, I'm not going to go anywhere near someone like Mark Noble or or Four Nows or even some of their defenders. Like, I don't, I'm not really it's just defenders. That's the thing. They're not. I'm not. To be fair, they have conceded five goals in their last two games. But like, just True, generally, yeah. I wouldn't go <laughs> for a lot of their 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 defenders or a lot of their just generally their players. You know, um, but the way they. They, they're collectively, and also it is down to coaching as well. Like David Moyes, he has improved these players collectively and individually as well. Look at, you know, the perfect example is Jesse Lingard. Jesse Lingard's right in at Man United and he just come here and now he's one of the top players in the league in the last six months or so. So it is about coaching and it's definitely that the fact that they play as a team, you know. Mm, it's yeah. interesting though. Mm. All right. Big up West Ham, man. And yeah. Jay Lings. <laughs> she started off this segment going, oh, West Ham in the <laughs> Big up West Ham. <laughs> no, you got to big them up. I'm not happy about it. Bloody hell, my rivals. Top four. London is chopped. carrot blue. What is going on? <laughs> She's like, big up West Ham. <laughs> hey, Tanya, reveal, West Ham, West, reveal your West Ham shirt underneath that jumper. Oh, please. Please. Tanya's blowing bubbles. <laughs> oh. All right. Um... Uh, you no, know, this is what I like. You know, we started the podcast; it was a little bit heated, but we've moved on and we're yeah. laughing. Uh, are All we right. Huh? Are we friends? Yeah, always, man. Okay, cool. But friends uh, argue, you know. Friends argue. Uh, you know. Until next Tuesday, even. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Like, the it thing makes is, me laugh. Mark, 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 We'll talk about that later. <laughs> no, the thing you is that you two support the same team. Argue. I don't It'd be get much you. easier like... for you all to support a different support a different. Team. Yeah, and I and I think Honestly. that me and Abdi, you know, like we agree on a lot of things. We just don't tend to agree on Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not. It's not either of us. It's Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, exactly. Um, so don't shout out Arsenal. Is the message there? Uh, cool. Um, the things that unite us are the things that divide us. Uh, let's move on to man of the week. Um, and I'll go first. So I picked uh, Matty Pereira for his outstanding two goals and dragging West Brom 
you know. Funny how you didn't say in the, in the Brazilian accent. Damn. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mateus Pereira. Uh-huh. What? Because he doesn't have a cap for Brazil. He's not. <laughs> he doesn't deserve. He's not fake <laughs> No, because you always, you lot always call me out on my Brazilian pronunciation. It's funny, it's funny yeah. He, yeah, he, not this episode, but usually juniors he will say something like Mateus Barreira, but he won't say like, <laughs> say stuff like he'll say Thiago Silva or Roberto Firmino. He's just like he won't he won't he'll say their name normally, but no, I say, I say I say I say I say Thiago Silva. Thiago, like what with C H? No, it's T H. <laughs> anyway, I don't know how this always gets on me, but anyway, uh, Matty Pereira. Uh, no, because Mark, you know what? I need to tell you something. Yeah, y- you. I let it go every week, yeah? But this week, I will not let it go. You say something that low-key irks me. You say Fabino. But there's a H there. It's Fabinho. There's a H there. You meant to say Fabinho. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, it's Fabinho. Fabinho. Yeah, I I hear that. It's just (laughs) because you got Ronaldinho, which is spelt how it's... Yeah. Fabinho, that's, there's nothing in his name that suggests it should be Fabinho. But it's because um, the Inyo in Ronaldinho is diminutive, as is the uh, the Inyo in... in <laughs> is fa- this a Portuguese lesson or football podcast? A little bit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, but I want all the... Because, you know, like... I want to educate you guys. You lot make fun of me that I say Mateus but, Pereira. Yeah. No, I just can't. It's like Robin, Robinho. I, yeah, like... it's that. Fabinho, Robinho, Ronaldinho. Oh, it's the diminutive. You say diminutive. what you want to say. Yeah. Don't no, let no. me into it, bro. Mark. <laughs> Mark, you we are... call me all depressed now, man. I'm talking about <laughs> live on air and that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll call you out. Um, we uh, we want to be cultured on here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, I'm only joking. Mark. Um, it was just something that I, I, you know, I was going to say off air, but I was saying, no, I'm joking. Uh, okay, so, so I, I, you've had people get on to me, innit? I know, I know it. They're like that Mark guy on the podcast, man. Teach him, man. <laughs> uh, no, I'm joking. Uh, okay, yeah. So Matty Pereira, uh, shout out for your two goals. Um, and Mark, to assist. And to assist, yeah, I've, yeah. And uh, to Mark, assist, yeah, you bust it. Jota, Jota the slaughter for me. Um, <laughs> can't be anyone else. Um, yeah, I, I, we, we pre-prepared our answers this week, guys. So we're all here and ready. But yeah, Jota for me, they, just the impact that you had off the bench. They didn't need to know that, <laughs> They didn't need to know Listen, they're part of the family. They, they know oh, this. fair, 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 fair. <laughs> so yeah, if you guys want to argue with me and Abdi, that, that's just part of the <laughs> No, I'm joking. Um, now now they're going to think, yeah, that the arguments are pre-planned and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Abdi say this so it triggers me, yeah, and then I'm just gonna go nuts. Mark, you just gave the, the, the all of the secrets to the trade. <laughs> uh, cool. So Abdi, uh, who are you going with, or who have you I gone changed, with? I, I, well, the thing is, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Can I go? No, you're no, gonna no, no. steal mine. All right, no. go first then. Go okay, first. go on, Tanya. Go on, Tanya. The one and only. They can't see you. They can't see you, Tanya. <laughs> the one time she does it right, no one can see it. Yeah. How long have you been practicing that for? Be honest. I've been practicing. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> he he scored a great goal. He's been in brilliant form. He even set up Bowen for the third goal in that game. Yep. Listen, it's it's got to be Jay Ling, surely, surely. All right. There you go. Okay. I just wanted to get in there because I know he's going to steal mine. Tan- no, 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 no. Yeah. Honestly, I swear. Tanya- at one point, another yeah. When when you said pre-prepared them, yeah. Mark jumped in before me, then you jumped in before me, and then Tanya jumped in before me. Uh, but I did, but oh, I did in the end. I went, shut up. <laughs> in, the end, 
in the end, I'm going to go for Ings. I know I changed it again, but I'll go for What? I've literally designed the... <laughs> it doesn't matter, bro. Oh. <laughs> man. It's life. life, man. It happens sometimes, isn't it? Man, basically, he basically just said get back to work. <laughs> it's the unpredictability. All right, okay, cool. Do you want me to stick with my original one? No, you're no. A, you're change. a waste, man. Decide what you want to decide. All right, I'll go for Danny Ings. A golden assist, and to be fair, the reason I chose him is because I, I was going with the Dan, Danny Ings propaganda this episode. So <laughs> okay, it's only right in it that I go with Danny Ings. So shall we tell the viewers that you you originally really... chose Trezeguet? Yeah, so. <laughs> you went back on your propaganda. Yeah. Uh, nice. Designed a picture for him, and now I changed it. Sorry, man. <laughs> it's okay. Now, now we're giving away all the secrets as well. Let's tell us everything else in the group chat, innit? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> okay. Let's talk about how Mark nozzle me all the time every game. <laughs> Let's talk about how I speak for five for five hours by myself. Yeah, Mark is Mark is region though. Mark, everyone replies to Mark. I've noticed that. No, no, no. Let's Everyone talk about how Mark only Mark only turns up after Liverpool win. <laughs> True. Let's talk about it. No, no, listen, Abdi, you say let's Bro. talk about it now, but you always say that you no no one talks to you in a pod in uh, in a group uh, chat. So. Yeah, I end up talking to myself, innit? It's fine. I have no. to talk to other people because my friends don't want to talk to me. <laughs> but to be man. fair I, I do kind of relate to you on that one I sent bare messages in the group this weekend man got aired <laughs> but yeah Tanya's pointing finger at Mark here but she's the one who airs as well isn't it no Tanya's what? Cha- no, 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 <laughs> to be fair yeah for the, let's, just, let's just delete the last five minutes of this podcast <laughs> Stop here to hold a corn <laughs> uh... joking guys we're joking <laughs> We are joking, by the way. I don't know if I'm this, but we are. We are. All right, all right. Everyone, everyone, give their prediction for the two games tonight. All right, Mark, go first, because you're the only all one right, with a team will... in the in the thing. Just predictions. I'll, no I'll back my boys. Uh, I'll go two one Liverpool, and I will go two one City. Tans. I think Real Madrid are going to win, but seeing all the injuries, I think Liverpool are going to win two 0 and I think City are going to beat Dortmund 2-1 as well. Yeah, I think uh, Liverpool are going to have their way with Real Madrid. And it's going to be nasty. Um, nasty. And I, th- <laughs> and I, and I think uh, Man City are, are going to narrowly beat Dortmund today as well. So what's the score prediction? Uh, uh, 2-1 for both English teams. Interesting. Thank you, Junior. I'll go three nil Real Madrid. Three nil Real Madrid. I'm going for a Benzema, Benzema hat trick. Um, oh, forgot go... about Benzema though. Oh, against that defence, Liverpool. And I think he's been go good, with, but... with a three nil Man City win as well. I feel like Ruben Diaz is going to keep him quiet. Oh, if we can say three nil, three goals from Ruben Diaz, you know. No. Uh, <laughs> I really want Haaland to score. It's either, it's either three nil Real Madrid or five one Real Madrid. One of those ones. Um, apart from no, Mark, no, apart from Mark, because we know, um, we know what he's gonna. I know the answer to this question, basically. Abdi and Tanya, which game are you watching today? Oh, uh, are they on at the same time again? So don't, stupid, don't, isn't don't, it? Don't yeah. Eight o'clock. Oh, are you kidding me, man? Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, I, I think. Oh man, okay, I might I'm watching watch... Liverpool Madrid in it. Cause I I'm think I'll watch the Madrid one. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm a hater. <laughs> I watched the the Liverpool one. I think it's a slightly bigger game, like the one that I'm 
Yeah, I'd want to see both of I'm those teams. Have, I'm both of them on, innit? I'll try to get both of them on. Yeah, I'm going to try to do the same. I hate when they do that. Why do they do that? Honestly, to be fair, though, if they were going to play it at different times on the same day, then you would have missed it now because we're recording the podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we, we usually had stuff on in the background. All right, end the shambles, bro. <laughs> You're a shambles. You're the shambles. <laughs> this podcast should have ended about ten minutes ago, bro. If you're still listening, reevaluate your life, bro. <laughs> no, no, no. If you're no. still listening, yeah. slap your chest and big yourself up. Yeah, big yeah. up the past, yourself. The past ten minutes have just been pure waffle. So if you're still here, <laughs> yeah. honestly, if you're still listening, don't tell anyone you've been listening for the last ten minutes. <laughs> no, tell everyone. Tell them you ended it ten minutes ago. No, but <laughs> this is this is what podcast is about you know they they feel like yeah. they're part of the conversation we're they having a conversation yeah no we just had a domestic for the last 10 minutes bro <laughs> should have been kept in house man all of this group chat stuff. and we were joking <laughs> joking <laughs> jk uh, all right uh Abdi, do you want to end do the shambles bro okay. yeah exactly he said it there you go, oh, there you go. all right uh i'll speak to you guys thanks for joining us whenever the shambles will be ended peace out Sports Social Podcast Network.